Welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. Joining me, as always, Campbell and Finn. You yeah, yeah. And boys, we're in a different location today. We're at Mount Cutha. We are. We're at the Mount Cutha ski fields, boys. It's a bit cold up here. Yeah, could cut glass with these bad boys, but uh, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, Guys, can we talk about my favourite cricketer? Yeah, which one? Rakeem Cornwall. He's my favourite cricketer, mate. No, as if. Oi, come on, he's my favourite cricketer. The spin bowler just made his debut for the West Indies against India last week. All-rounder. He's, all an, all, he's, he's an, an athlete all round. and an he, all-rounder. He's, perfect definition he's, he's a jack-of-all-trades, really, but um, there's something a bit unique about him. There is. Um, here's a little bit of uh, audio. Rakeem Cornwall is a tall man. Just bouncing. He said he was tall. He is tall. He's 198 centimetres. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a big lad. Um... Big is an understatement, he's, I think. All right, let's not beat around the bush. He's also 140 kilograms. That yeah. is I a love lot of weight. It. I love weight. it. Yeah. I love and, it so much. And he got his first wicket. Congrats to him. Of mm-hmm. course, that was Chiteshra Pujara, which is a, quite a big scout. That's a... Definitely. A, a, he'd definitely be happy with that one. Mm, unfortunately, they lost the test. That was the... Uh, India versus the West Indies. Oh, um, our boy Rakeem Cornwall playing for the West Indies. But cricket won the day. Cricket did yeah, win the day. It definitely did. Definitely. Now he becomes the heaviest Test cricketer in Does history, he? surpassing Warwick Armstrong, the former Australia captain. He's honestly such a hero. Such he a is. hero. He's not very fit though. That's the problem. So, anyway, we had a great, great guest this week. We certainly did. We oh yeah, we do. We, we, we say we that keep, every week. We but keep coming up with these. If you have any. Guests. Describing words for us to describe our guests. Please send us a message. Other than let us know, we amazing, unbelievable. massive, unbelievable, <laughs> great. We need to read more, guys. I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> let's go back to grade two. Anyway, we had Guy Hamilton this week um, talking about Intrust Super Cup, and you can listen to it right now. Joining us is Guy Hamilton, five eighth for the South Logan Magpies in the Intrust Super Cup. Guy, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, boys. How yourselves? Yeah. yeah, good. Cheers for coming along, mate. No, no worries. All good. Now, you've been playing Intrust Super Cup for four years now. Yeah. What's that experience been like? Yeah, um, oh, you say four years. It seems long now. Um, sort of, I finished up in my 20s and came back to Brizzy and sort of jumped straight back into playing against men. But it's been good, mate. It's, um, you know, it's a pretty high level, sort of playing against some ex or future NRL players each uh, week in, week out. So um, it's definitely enjoyable and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you mentioned future NRL players. You used to play with David Fafita, correct? Yeah, yeah, David Fafita. Yep. Yeah, how was yep. that? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. He, um, I think he played. He only lasted three or four games. This obviously he's understandable. A freak. Um, yeah, he, he came on first game. He's come off the field. Uh, come on the field off the bench, and he's run the length of the field off a scrum, and everyone just sat back and said, "This kid's 18." Like, mm-hmm. so um, obviously he's going to have a big career, mate, and a big future in rugby league. That's for, for sure. sure. Yeah, he's younger than me, which is scary. Yeah, um, yeah he's younger than all of us. I'm pretty I sure. felt old. I was six, nearly six years older than him, or five years older. And I'm looking at him, and he's bloody triple the size of me. And he's like mature as well. So, no, nah, he's, he's in for a definitely a big career. Well, they're, sure. they're talking him up as a million dollar man in rugby league at the moment. Do you yeah, think, he's, do you think uh, he's worth that yet? Potentially or? he is, I guess. Like, um, obviously, looking at him and what he could be, he's definitely worth a million dollars. I'm not too sure at the moment. I guess, like, it's a lot of money for a. For a forward sort of thing, I'm not yeah. saying the forwards don't deserve the big money because they do a lot of the tough work. But, um, but in saying that, yeah, in a couple of years' time, I definitely say he's going to be worth a million. I don't think the Bronx will let him go. Yeah. Obviously, they see his futures. But well, they shouldn't. No, they won't. And the Broncos usually keep the players they want. You know, you know they'll throw the money at him. So, um, I know he's contracted for next year already with the Broncos. So whatever he's on already. But after that, if you have another big breakout year again next year, I'd say 
that money's going to creep up a bit for him half his luck. Just the oh, fact he's sure. so young too, though. You know, he's yeah. a forward. But the yeah. fact he's so young, if you're chucking a million dollars at him, yeah, can he take that pressure? You know? Oh, he's like I said, he's a pretty mature kid. Um, but us, you know, then again, the Broncos and his management will have to, you know, look after him through that stage because you do see a few young kids, you know, fly off the handles a bit when they got a lot of money thrown at him. But I'm um, just knowing him for the time I have. I think he's definitely a mature kid. He's got his head screwed on, and um, I dare say the people through the Broncos would you know, look through him. And I think there's Payne House, there's a few other people in the same sort of situation, they're all close to him. So I guess um, that transition of copping the money is it's going to be a bit easy for him when there's a lot of people around him doing the same thing. Mm. Well, he's Have in that Broncos system as well, which is like, quite professional. Yeah, exactly. Do you think he'd do as well at a Gold Coast Titans maybe or a Warriors um, early on in his career? Or would, do you think he might struggle with um, the pressure? Well, Footy-wise, he'd probably do all right. But yeah. I think he's... He looks like he's settled in here at the Bronx. He's um, obviously at a young age and he's playing, playing consistent footy already and he's obviously reached the highs of origin already. And um, Obviously the Broncos have nurtured him through at a young young age from school when he signed with them. So um, I probably think there's a, probably a little bit of loyalty he's probably going to show back and at, the, at the moment and he might have to take a little pay cut for now. But in the long run, where else would you want to play? You're playing in Brisbane for the Broncos. It's, um, it's pretty high achievement. doesn't get much better than that. Definitely. And you mentioned before that... There's some players who, when they get that money, um, some young players, that they kind of fall off the rails a bit, um, go a bit AWOL. Have you seen or played with any of those kind of players who the money's gotten to their head a little bit? Uh, any that you can think of? No, not too many. Obviously, you see the ones on telly and, and mm. things, not just in rugby league, but in all genres of sports or even music. And At a young age, obviously, when you've got so much money, you've got so much to do, you can spend it on whatever you want. You know, There's no sort of limits for you, obviously. Um, there's going to come a time where you know you're getting bored of what you got and you want to get something else. And but um, no, nah, not too much. I guess rugby league's sort of changing at the moment. There's a lot of no nonsense in it, and if you do something at the moment, you're sort of gone. So it's too much to lose, I think, at the moment for for people to to be able to ruin it all. Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about your season this year with the South Logan Magpies. Yeah. You kicked one field goal. Yeah. When was that? Uh, uh, against Norse. Yeah, against Norse. We. Uh, yeah, we started pretty slow. And we got back in the contest, and um, yeah, down by down by I think a draw actually with a couple of minutes to go, and and yeah, took a crack and luckily put it over. Then we ended up scoring on the herder anyway to to win even more. So it was a good win against North. They're going really well this year. For sure. Um, we were in a bit of a slump at the time too, so um, you know, it sort of changed our season a bit, and then we went on a bit of a run. But um, yeah, just lucky you put it over, I guess. For like, sure. Your season as a whole, though, as the Magpies, how do you rate your Season, you know, did you live up to your preseason expectations and that type of thing? Um, I think, oh, nah, probably not. We they put up a sort of scheduled sort of teams where people should finish, and I think they put us in the top four on paper. We had a pretty pretty quality side. They've they signed really well this year, and um, the players we got back from the Broncos was uh, pretty quality as well. So we probably should have um, definitely gone a bit better. It was, it was a bit disappointing, but um, sort of you had these seasons every now and then, and. Uh, at the start of the year, we did have a few injuries and uh, little things went against us, but there's no um, excuse to, to that. But, um, you know, we just had a chat the other day and we just, obviously now we're just going to have to try and keep our squad together and, and learn from it and, and bounce into pre-season in, you know, six or seven weeks and start again and, and hopefully um, turn around next year. What were some of the stronger sides you came up against? What what sides do you reckon will go all the way? Um, well, I didn't, I didn't get to play against them, but obviously the Sunny Coast, um, they only lost one game all year, yeah. which is, I think, nearly unheard of. Um, and they're uh, allocated with the Melbourne Storm, and obviously you know the Melbourne Storm, how 
successful they are year in year out. So the players they get back each week and the players they they sign and have there is pretty quality. So um, they'll be pretty hard to knock off this year. And um, early, obviously they um, have had the same team for a while and the same thing. They got a pretty quality roster and every time you play them, it's a there's a bash up. So they'll be pretty hard to beat. And I think Wynnum Wynnum have um, had a pretty good year as well. They signed pretty well and. Um, they've been going as well, uh, right as well. So, sort of, if you get them three your teams in there, obviously they're going to be hard to beat. But when you make finals, it's a sort of whole new competition. So, you know, start again, and any team can win on their day. That's why they're playing finals. And you mentioned Sunny Coast. You played there back in 2017. Yeah. Was the culture as it is now back then? Like, yeah. was it a winning team? I think when we got there, I got there the year I got there. They just made a prelim final and got knocked out. But before that, they were a team that finished sort of second or last each year. And then Craig Ingelbritson, Trigger, he went up there as a coach and sort of changed the whole club and turned it into a pretty successful club. And they got beaten in the prelim. Then I went up there and a few other boys went up there and um, we had a really good year. We made the grand final and got beaten. Um, and then sort of from there, I think that them two years back to back and then obviously to now, the other two years, they've um, they sort of turned into a club that you expect to make finals week in, week out. And uh, I think they've allocated really well with the Melbourne Storm and, the Melbourne Storm are sending some really good players to them, which helps. And um, yeah, it's a really good place up there. Obviously, everyone knows the sunny coast. It's a sort of holiday destination. So, you know, they've got a, sort of one team, one town. Everyone gets behind them. And um, yeah, it's a really good place. And yeah, it's a really good club. I couldn't have a bad word to say about them. What was it like playing in that grand final um, at Suncorp in front of plenty of fans? I was watching yeah. the highlights the other day. Yeah. Plenty of people showed up. What was that like as an experience? Oh, that's probably one of my uh, best footy experiences um, thus far, for sure. Uh, especially against PNG. Um, anytime you play PNG, wherever you are, it's going to be packed. At PNG people just love rugby league, and mm. um, but the, that cr- that crowd was just—I felt like I was playing in PNG. It was just ridiculous. It was loud. It was, you know, I thought you could just hear you could hear the vibrations. It was, it was amazing, and um, yeah, definitely one thing. Well, definitely one of my best footy uh, moments thus far. Just running out on the Suncorp, I guess, and packed and with your mates you've played with all year and your family's there and you know they're all wearing you know they had a guy hamilton shirts on and everything it was just an amazing day and um yeah we're winning all day and we got beaten right on the hooter if you if you probably saw it and it was bloody heartbreaking but um but no it was, it was an awesome experience and yeah something that i um hopefully one day want to get back to there and, and do it again for sure and last year 2018 you're one of the top scorers in the competition um at least in the regular season 78 goals um and 176 points yeah. um how was that season comparing to this season do you think yeah um that season was last year was actually a really good season we started well we i think we went nine or ten from the first 11 and then we're sitting first or second and then we just got hit with so many injuries and um of davy and um flegler tommy flegler's playing like a lot of the boys patty mago they all went up and played nrl and um, and we had injuries with our boys too, so we went from going second and we've lost about five or six in a row. We could barely put a team on the field, which was really unfortunate because we, we thought we were in for a really big back end of the year. Um, personally, yeah, it was, I thought I had an all right year. I finished on top point scorer, but mm. when you've got players like Davey and them scoring tries and that for you, it's, it's pretty easy. You're normally kicking from under the post. So, But um, but no, yeah, it, it was a good year last year, but same thing. We, we thought we'd, we were going to go all right this year, but um, yeah, these things happened. You know, teams get injuries and suspensions and things like that and the Broncos do take some players up which for our club we want to see our players playing in the top top level even if it means us missing out that we want them to play at their top level and reaching their dreams and goals so for us that's um that's a good achievement for them so you can't really complain too much about that. How does it feel when you see players progress 
up to the senior level, up to the uh, Broncos and different teams like that? How, how does that feel as a player playing oh, with them? It's, it's awesome. Like you, obviously for us, for personally, that'd be my dream and my goal to do. And you see someone else achieve it, and you know, just looking, you know how they're feeling. You know what, you know their families would be feeling, and you see like all the hard work they do at training, in games, and all the little things they do. So when they do achieve their goal and their dream, it's it's, it's awesome to sit back and watch and. Um, you know, I've got heaps of friends and, and uh, mates that are playing first grade at the moment that definitely deserve it. And it's, it's good to just, you know, sit back every now and then and just watch them, you know, do their thing. So I'm sure if I ever got the opportunity, they'd be happy for me. So, yeah, it's awesome just to you see your mates running around at that level. Mm. Have you ever been close with a contract offer or anything like that? Um, oh, I did. Um, I obviously went to the Bulldogs for a couple of years mm. and then finished up there and I finished my 20s there and decided to come home. And, and then I went to the Sunny Coast and did a pre-season for six weeks in Melbourne, which was like probably yeah, other than that grand final it's probably the best things I've ever done in my footy um, but since then it's been a year and a half now so I'm just trying to play some consistent footy but you know sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time or could have a bit of luck go your way so I'm just chipping away at the moment and see what happens hopefully well that pre-season with the storm yep. what was that like because their culture is just second oh. to none it's incredible oh, mate it's honestly the craziest six weeks of my life I've um, never enjoyed but hated something so much in my life it was the toughest thing I've ever done and um, we did um, a first remember my first wrestle session we did um, and they're obviously renewed for, for wrestling and but it was just a bash up mate and they didn't care how big or who you are what position you are man I'm standing there like we got Nelson running at me Nelson for Solomon running at me and like and then we went on a torture camp to finish it which is like two no, two nights three days no sleep Jeez. and it's just oh my god it's just like um, you got rations like you got three army guys take care you got penalties for swearing, penalties for like all different things and you don't sleep, you um you do like this test you and, and mentally things that you don't nothing to do with football. They just Craig Bellingly just likes to see how you react under pressure and um, you know, when sometimes you go into, you know, reverse mode or what he just wants to see what you do and um yeah, it was the toughest three days I've ever gone through. Eh? It was um crazy. You didn't sleep. Um, you know, at one stage we just, you start seeing things and you know, you start, no, oh, it's just ridiculous. But it's something they, they do for all their rookies and all their players coming through. That That's sort of like their initiation to the club because they've all gone through it. So, um, yeah, it's something something ridiculous. But, yeah, it's sort of the best thing that I've probably ever done in my life. So how did you react under that pressure? Oh, it was tough. I don't, honestly, it went so long, but I don't remember anything. Like, it was just ridiculous. I remember just how much pain I was in and how tired I was and... Um, and just, you know, you sort of bond with people in that camp for so long because of what you went through together. But, um, yeah, I remember getting home and I slept, I think I slept for like 12 hours, 13 hours straight. And then I woke up and I had, it was like 4 a.m. or something. And we just went for a drive to find KFC because that's all we wanted was KFC. And nothing was open. It was, we drove around and then we said, we got to go home. So we went home and went back to sleep for another 12 hours. Like our heads were everywhere. We're just in a crazy sense. But, um, yeah, mate, it was something that like you can't really explain. You have to do and... Anyone that's gone on it would tell you, mate, it's just ridiculous what they do. Mm. Is that something that a lot of teams do? do you know? I think I think a lot of teams do mimic it now, like doing their, you know, their army camps and, and things. It's called an IDQ camp, so it's called I Don't Quit. And it's, um, yeah, they're, re they're, they're really reunited for it. Like they do it every year, all their rookies, all their first year people to the club do it. And, um, oh yeah, mate, it's, uh, you, you'll listen to it a bit. People do talk about it, but it's one of those things like you can't really explain the pain or what you go through mentally. It's just something you got to do. And, um, I was just like, I'm really lucky to actually do it, even though it hurt. Like it's just something not many people get the opportunity to do, and um, yeah, it's something that definitely it's um, an experience I'll, I'll have forever. I, I, remember, I remember seeing footage of the Queensland Reds. I think they did it last year with Brad Thorne, mm -hmm. and it just looked insane. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, 
there's a lot of teams now, obviously because of the success Melbourne get out of it and how mentally tough the Melbourne players are, and they put a lot of it down to that sort of thing. But um, so a lot of clubs definitely probably mimic it now and, and do it themselves. But yeah, mate, we just went out into a bush, like genuinely out in the bush in Melbourne, and he dropped like one of our things where they dropped us off for this. We got this big bag with like nothing in it, but they put bricks and things in it just to make it heavier and. You gotta carry this batten around as your gunnel like the whole two, three days Jeez. and things like that and you can't drop it and they give you like accessories that you have to hold and so you always think it and then they might give you like a 30 minute break but while you're in your 30 minute break you have to write down everything you learnt from your drill so you never stop thinking you always so you never constantly get a break so oh it's just ridiculous man I remember one the last night you got to stand by a tree holding this pole 200 metres apart from each person and you got to stand there for six hours and guard your tree while they would come <laughs> and try and touch your tree and they might not even come and touch it. Like, he came once in the whole six hours, but you're not allowed to sleep or anything. And this is after two nights, no sleep. So you're just, like, in your own little... I honestly was a zombie, mate. I was just chasing yeah, clouds. And loopy. Oh, oh, it's ridiculous, mate. I'd like, it'd probably be good to be on their side to watch what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hilarious, but... Oh, it was definitely an experience. Mm. And more important question, go-to KFC. Yeah. What, what's your go-to? Oh, <laughs> cheese and bacon zinger combo for sure. Load up, <laughs> nuggets and... Oh, lately they, they got that family box I've been getting it's probably cheaper oh, yeah. it's like 28 bucks and you get mm. like four burgers mm. but um yeah KFC is definitely the diet of a rugby yeah not during the yeah. season of yeah, course yeah no oh, I've actually got a pretty bad diet but I do enough <laughs> running in that for me I'm somehow never put weight on work so. it off yeah you exactly off. now you went to uh Kiba Park State yep. High School yep. how was that for your development as a rugby league player yeah oh Kiba was massive for me uh coming through I guess like we trained probably as hard there as I've trained anywhere else. You know, they um, they put you through your paces there and they teach you from a young age, um, you know, um, obviously your training, your eating, your gym, all them sort of things. So you learn from a young age what it's like to sort of be a prof in a professional life sort of thing. And they have high expectations down there and rules and things like that. So um, obviously the, the players that come through there, you can see there's a massive amount of players that come through there and, and go to the next level. So, um, and just obviously like, it's not that you're not just there for footy; you're there for school as well. But you just the people you meet there, obviously in the footy circle, you it's just like ridiculous how close you get with them, and yeah, you, you've got a bond for life. So school obviously is really good, but the friends I met there was just amazing. So rugby league was massive there. But yeah. How did you then go from that to sevens? Oh, I don't even really know. I think we played sevens actually at Kiba. What happens was at the end of the year they play a sevens tournament in Kiba. Just all of a sudden they said, "Oh, let's just jump in it. It's a bit of fun." Um, we'll chuck the league boys in there and see if we can compete with some of the union schools. And we, they chuck, chucked them in, and I think they won it like two or three years in a row. Kiwi oh. did. And then it was my grade for, year for grade 12, and I went in it. And, um, and yeah, I think like, we went all right. And I think I got the award or something for the play of the tournament or, or something like that. And then one of the players, uh, men, just came up to me and said, oh, Would you like to come down to the QAS or AIS or something in Canberra and um, just come and like join our camp for a bit and just see how you go? And I was like, Yeah, why not? So I went down and yeah, the next thing, I was just playing a bit of sevens with him, and then we went to the, um, was it, uh, Youth Olympics then for Australia and ended up playing in that, and just one thing led to another sort of thing, and it just sort of was my game for a bit because I was just really like, sort of quick and a lot of space and things like that, so so I did that for a little bit, but um, and then I sort of went back to league then, but definitely the, that lifestyle would have been amazing. Like they, All they do is travel, and yeah. I think they party a fair bit, so it probably would have been good for me. <laughs> How do you yeah. compare the two? Is sevens a lot more difficult than rugby league do you reckon um i don't know about difficult obviously there's a lot more room yeah. i just found it tough like obviously i was like all right because there's a lot of room in that but if i got tackled i didn't really know 
what to do then. Like, I wasn't mm. really good. I was not a really big body, so I didn't know how to maul. I didn't know what to do. So mm. You can't just start wriggling around. No, nah, no. Nah, I was, like, struggling at that point because, like, some of the players that obviously were playing that grew up with rugby unions, they sort of knew the, the formula and the basic rules and things like that. But I was just sort of, every time I got tackled, if I got tackled, I'd just sort of throw it and everyone was like, what are you doing? Mm. But, um, but no, I had a lot of fun doing it. Definitely, it was um, definitely, like, another experience going to that. We played in the Youth Olympics and we actually got beaten in the final for the gold against um, South Africa. So, and that was another kettle of fish as well there. Somebody really, um, obviously, what are they, like really athletic yeah. boys there. So, but um, yeah, it was really good to, to be able to do that, I guess. Now, mm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I read a report that you knocked back a contract with the Titans to continue playing sevens. Is that, uh, is that true? I, I wouldn't have been, I was only 18 or 19, so I probably would have been like a development thing to, to join, but yeah, at the time, I just finished school and I was just having a bit of fun. I didn't didn't know where I was doing for a bit, so that's when I was playing sevens. And then, um, yeah, then I went to East and played a bit of cup. And then I got signed by the Dogs, so didn't last too long there. So just yeah, went down to Sydney for a couple of years there, and um, yeah, got to play a bit of footy down there. What was it like at the Dogs um, at the Bulldogs system? Was was it a great uh, yeah. good club? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a family club. I enjoyed yeah. my time there. I was there for two and a bit years. I, um, moved into the Bulldogs house. So I was only like 18 when I went down, so it was a big thing moving away from home and going down to another state, but um, moved into the Bulldogs house down there and yeah, they looked after me really well and spent a couple of years down there. And I uh, did a pre-season as well with NRL down there and with Desi Hasler and that was uh, like another really good experience mm. with what he can do and what he knows about the footy. So um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a bad way to say about the doggies are um, really good to me and enjoyed my time down there. Sorry, one more question. Guy, sunny coast. Yep. There's been a lot of talk in the NRL but over the last week about um, expansion, relocation. Yep. Could the sunny coast house a rugby league team? Um, oh, or are they just that? Are they really just feeding off the storm? Um, oh, they, obviously, it's a good town, and I'm not sure if there's um, enough room, enough people sort of down there to get behind it, but... Um, it's very I spread out too, hey? Yeah, yeah. I know that um I know that obviously like Queensland rugby league is massive so there's going to be a time where a club might have to come in eventually because obviously the Broncos is one sort of one Titans sort of I don't know about the Titans at the moment like I don't know if they're coming or going I think they've got maybe a year or two to see how they go they've got to eventually do something they can't just consistently finish where they're going all the time or so I'm not sure what they're going to do there but and I'm not sure if the Gold Coast is really the right area it's sort of a holiday destination but yeah, I'm not too sure what they're going to do there. There's, there's been a few, like, I remember a few times they've spoke about, I think Ipswich was one, and then there mm. was Rockhampton or yeah. Mackay or something. Yeah. And so I'm not too sure what they're going to do. Obviously, Brisbane is pretty big. It could be a good chance to bring another team in there. But I don't know if they could have a second team in Brisbane. Yeah, the I Broncos don't know. are just so sad. Yeah, and it's obviously the history behind the Broncos. People just support them from day one, so I don't know what sort of support they'd get. But Queensland rugby leagues, I think, is just too big. There's too much talent in Queensland, and... We lose a lot of talent in Queensland to the Sydney teams and to other teams purely because of um, obviously not enough, not another team or not enough teams to be picked up by. But um, yeah, hopefully they, um, hopefully one day they bring it in. It'll be good for the rugby league, good for Queensland, I guess too. And but um, I'm not too sure when, when or why. So. And uh, who's your tip for the interest title this year? Interest. Um, well, yeah, Sunny Coast would be hard to beat, mate. They to lose one game all year, that's pretty crazy. Unless Melbourne get a few injuries and. Or something or other, and the Melbourne feeder players have to go up. I think that'd be pretty hard to beat. Um, they've been the standard in the benchmark sort of all year. Um, 
But Redcliffe have also come pretty good late, and they won it last year. So if they can keep their side on the field and see how far they can push a few teams, they'll be pretty pretty dangerous, I think, too. But, um, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Sunny Coast at the moment. And on that note, we'll wrap up. Yep. Thank you, Guy Hamilton. No worries. Thanks Cheers for having me, boys. Welcome back to the Mount Cuthas Ski Slopes, Still boys. Very, still very cold. Freezing. Yeah, I was shredding some ice before. Shredding yeah. ice? Snow. That, yeah, there you do? go. Bingo. Bingo, got it. Not meant, the brightest, I meant but. snow. Well, didn't Guy Hamilton say some great things about his career? Yeah, he I started he off some pretty average stuff about his career, like nothing oh, really what, too interesting. What is this with Rip you? India, mate. Rip why, India. Why, why is it always me? <laughs> why always me? You're an easy target, mate. Yeah, obviously. No, it was uh, pretty cool, wasn't host. it? Started off as a sevens player, or at least yeah. ambitious for it. So uh, why did he switch to league? I have no idea. Came but from, I found... Came from the same school as uh, Benji Marshall as well. Kebra Park, yeah. The ah. one fact you knew going into the interview. <laughs> the god himself. The god Benji, Benji. Marshall. I thought the most interesting thing was the um, Melbourne Storm military-style training camp thing. Oh, wasn't that unreal? I had no idea that was a thing, but it's so interesting. I was like, three days. A few clubs do it as well. Yeah, well, it must be a popular thing. Like, I've heard of similar things, but I didn't know it was like three days not sleeping. Mm. Are we we doing one for team building? (laughs) You can do one, mate. Yeah, Finn, (laughs) you go. We'll be there. Yeah. Be on the sidelines, army drill. We'll commentate on it. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds sounds pretty unfair. But I mean, yeah, sounds good. Finn, to me. how are you doing? Oh, it's it's uh, tw- it's middle of the night, and I haven't slept for three days. It actually seemed really rough, though. It seemed very it seemed rough. really rough. But I mean, that's what it takes to be an athlete, right? It does indeed. It does indeed. On the talk of footy, let's yes. talk about a bit of rugby league. A bit of rugby league, okay? The league. QRL. The last round of the regular season took place in the QRL. Shout out to Tom Gilbert, right? Yep. Big shout out to Tom Gilbert. Um, He scored in the 73rd minute to grab a late victory for the Blackhawks against the East Tigers, 22-20. Gussie, how important is that for the Blackhawks' season? Well, the Blackhawks are now top four. They finished top four, so they'll get the week. uh, They play this week, but... If they win, they'll get a week off and go straight to a qualifying final. What Huge. happens if they lose? If they lose, they get another chance, which is good. also good. Yeah, if um, in your hopes to play finals, is uh, it? I don't know. I think in if the you grand wanna, final, if you want to pursue a title, getting knocked out is probably the right mm. way to go. Start losing. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, Angus. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's Angus. hosting duties. It's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get on to the uh, Redcliffe Dolphins game. Um, They've continued their crazy round of form as well. They thumped the Mackay Cutters 48-10 at Dolphin Stadium. They've shot up to 7th. Well, that's where they yep. finished, but they were far from that oh, yeah. two months ago. They, so. were, they were destined to miss finals uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they went over for nine tries in this game, um, including a hat-trick to Josh Behag. Um, there was also five Simbins. I don't think I've seen five Simbins in a game of, a game of rugby league for, so, for a long time. You, were they all at once? Or? Um, I think there was about... <laughs> been a fight the, yeah. I think there was about three at once, and then the other two were... A bit of argy-bargy, maybe? In the second half. Because I'll tell you what, yeah, it must that have been a fight. That Bring opens the, the debate from a few weeks ago and in the NRL. Gus Gould shared it. Should rugby league go down to 12v2? 12v12, not 12v2. 12v2, that'd be a lopsided one. Well, exactly. It, no, 12v12. I mean, State of Origin is pretty much the same thing anyway. What do you mean? I mean, 10 men or 11 men don't show up for 
uh, for New South Wales. And I mean, if Darius Boyd's in the Queensland team, he's pretty useless <laughs> oh, he's, anyway. He's not playing for Queensland. He's a waste of space. He's pretty far he, from that. He, he's pretty much. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Um, but no, what, what do you guys think? 12 v 12. I, I like the idea. Um, it opens the game up. I, I know I was, I was watching a NRL game uh, a week or two ago. It was Parramatta and the Bulldogs. It was a pretty stale game. Nothing was really happening. Um, as soon as there were two Simbins in that game, it, it came to life. Those right? Simbins were at the same yeah. time they went there? Yeah, uh, I think what, Yeah, two minutes after. As in they were both off at the same they time? They were both off, yeah, at the same time. So um, they had, each side had one less player and the game just sprung to life. Um, even though there were no points, it was still just unbelievable. It was great to watch. There needs to be some attraction for rugby league teams to wanting to go to the corner. Because mm. it's far too, far too conventional now for teams just to truck it up through the middle for up the first the four. Yeah. And then maybe spread it out right, spread it out wide for the fifth before kicking it. There needs to be an, an incentive or a reason to go wide. And mm. this would be that, wouldn't it? Mm. So yeah. get, get rid of the lock. And uh, yeah, just play with 12. Mm. Yeah, for those avid, or not avid, for those kind of people trying to get into league, it's a bit hard. I know from personal experience, it's a bit hard because, yeah, you're right. Like, it's literally run up the guts. Yeah, it's very structured. It's a very structured game now. Same thing. I was looking back at a 1975 grand final Roosters. As you do. Dragons. Yeah, well, I mm. love the Roosters. Glory so days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch all the grand final wins. That's weird because um, that was them before money. Mm. Yeah. But y- you what? <laughs> Nice. Yeah. No <laughs> comment. No comment. <laughs> Can you beep on this if, uh, if I yeah. swear at someone? Yeah. You. F- anyway. Okay. Um. Right. <laughs> what, what was I saying? Okay. The Roosters Dragons, 1975 Grand Final. It was so much more open than the games you'd see these days. Um. They were passing the ball around, hot potato football. It. It was some of some of the best rugby league I've seen. And maybe this brings up the question: Should we be trying to go back to uh, rugby league back then back that kind of style <laughs> mate, back that then, Harlem Globetrotters everyone was my size sort of yeah well, mate you would have loved it I yeah, would have thrived mm. I think we will, all would have been able to play rugby league back then I mean we're probably not tough enough just talk God, yourself they, up they were, they were some tough tough boys back then talk yeah. yourself up um, anyway about the Redcliffe Dolphins they have now scored not, uh, 195 points four and 14 points against in the last four games. Continuing that just unbelievable form. Mm. Um, this, the most surprising result of the week was the Sunshine Coast Falcons. The and Falcons. Jets they playing didn't out a, win. Yeah, they played out a 28-point draw. Oh, my So they God. still didn't lose. No. But... <laughs> it was a pretty late... It was a clutch conversion by Cooper Johns in the mm. 76th minute that uh, secured the draw. That's not what they wanted. Mm. Maddie son. Matty's son, but I mean, Good yeah. it's not yeah. a loss, so... Nah, it's not. Well, we've, we've now got our final series for the QRL sorted. Mm. So we've got the Tweed Seagulls playing the Dolphins. Um, we've got the Devils against the Tigers, Winner Manly against the Bears, and the Falcons and the Blackhawks. Mm. And you mentioned the Dolphins there. Yep. Someone who played at Dolphins Stadium last week was a Brizzy Raw. In the FFA Cup. In the mm. FFA Cup. That was interesting to watch. I remember we went to, obviously we mentioned this last week, we went to the uh, game at Perry Park, but then we went back to Finn's house and we watched, you weren't there, Gussie, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was a bit sick after that game. Yeah, bring it well, up. you gave it to me. So. Yeah. I <laughs> um, but it was an interesting game. I mean, it went to penalties and, I mean, the Raw just didn't really perform. They were playing Central Coast from my memory. 
That's disappointing. Central Coast were last place team. Yeah. Uh, you'd expect better from the Raw. You would, you would. And it's a preseason hit out there, boys. Um, yeah, it how is. much do teams really care about this competition with the A League starting in, what, a month? It's tough, hey. But to lose to a side that trialed Usain Bolt, like, come on. <laughs> well, that's the, like big, that's the big talking point. <laughs> that's the benchmark. Bring back Usain. Yeah, give yeah. him some pace down the wing. His, but anyway. his two goals against that uh, Central Coast uh, select think, team. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was oh it Campbelltown or something he Probably. played against? See, Probably. We forget their names because he just outshone them all, uh, right? He was just too good. I mean, we were talking about the game we went to Perry Park. We saw our, and would we say it's our new team? The Strikers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, our adopted team. They played in the MPL and drew 1-1 against the Western Pride. Uh, We also saw Penn Power beat Morton Bay by three. And then City beat, um, or sorry, no, it was 3-1 between um, Penn Power and Morton Bay. But then Brisbane City won 5-2 against Southwest Queensland. That's a good win. Gold Coast Knights beat um, Olympic, who we saw play the week before in the FFA, uh, 4-2. And uh, Brizzy Raw, the academy team, um... 1-1 1-1 against the Magpies Crusaders. Um, boring result that I'm not going to talk about. No, um, the Gold Coast Knights have been a, a great side this year. Been a great side, but an even better side very well. has been the Lions yeah. FC, which is just confusing as a whole. But they won 7-1 against Sunshine Coast and FC MPL. They've got semi-finals footy coming up now, so they're uh, mm, no they doubt do. very excited for that. They secured the minor premiership, as did the women's team, so congratulations they did, to they them. Did. Yep. The Lions will play Olympic next week in the 1v4 semi-final. Mm-hmm. And in the 2v3 semi-final, we've got the Gold Coast Knights against Peninsula Power. That'll Indeed. Be um, we've also got a bit of AFL news. You mentioned to me before when we were um, talking about, because it's finals weekend this weekend, uh, first games are tomorrow, uh, that's a Saturday, and you'll see, um, well, Thursday is actually the first game, which has already been, we ha- we're recording this on a Wednesday, so we don't know what that um, score is. Uh, that will be... Eagles versus, uh, so West Coast Eagles versus the Bombers, so it should be a cakewalk for mm. the uh, Weagles. Um, and then you've the got, Weagles. on Friday, you've got Geelong versus Collingwood. That'll be an interesting game. But, mate, there's one that everyone wants to know about. Everyone. Giants versus Bulldogs on the Saturday. Um, Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the mark there. That's basically the curtain raiser no, for no. the uh, Brisbane Lions versus yes. Richmond um, at the Gabba. First time since 2009, I believe. Finals footy for the Brizzy Lions, so that'll be awesome. Um, you also mentioned to me Taylor Walker of the Adelaide Crows after a really disappointing season. I think they finished up at like ninth or 11th at the end of the day. Well, after five years as captain of that side, he stepped down. Yeah, as co-captain yeah. with Rory Sloan. Like, it's... Uh, it's overdue. It's dire. Yeah. He's it's still o- one of their best players. He's one of their best players, but is he a good captain? I don't think so. I think he carries on a bit too much. He has a bit of a sook. Um, but at least now he can step away and he can concentrate on his footy. He can, and I think he that's can. that's what he needs to do. Yeah. Because um, the Crows, they have the list or they have the potential to contest or at least go go into the finals. One hundred percent, definitely. But they may be mo- losing a key piece of that roster. They may be losing Eddie Betts back to Carlton. I'd love his to see original that. club. Oh, I would love to love see, to it, see it. it. Oh yeah. Oh, Eddie Betts is an absolute star, and he has been for years. Obviously, he's getting into his twilight years. Retire at Carlton. Can't go wrong. Getting into his into his twilight years, though, he's got experience. So he if does. he goes to a young team like Carlton, mm. that could be, that could work wonders. They could be a dark horse for next year, especially with Paddy Cripps no. coming through. What? I reckon they could. Oh, it'll definitely improve that space? Carlton side. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, they need if help they're challenging front. for finals. Paddy Cripps is an absolute gun. <laughs> um, but in any other case, we've got the Nephil as well, which 
the Lions in the Neville team had a bye last week. Yep. Um, where and so did the Southport Sharks first and second. That seems to be the general theme in AFL. Everyone gets a week off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, except if you're Sydney, Sydney Uni, Aspley, and the Giants. So you got it right. I did. You got it right. Um, they all really? played against each other. The victors in those games were uh, Sydney Swans close and game, Aspley Hornets. One. It close was a close game, game um, which was good to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, this week you've got two Queensland games. You've got. Um, uh, Aspley vs Southport Sharks at Southport and you got Lions at um, the Gabba 1pm uh, mm. on Sunday that's against um, the Swans that'll be a bit the Swans. that might Curt- be yeah. a curtain raiser to the Richmond game right? no it won't no? no uh, that's on a Sunday and the uh, Richmond's playing on Saturday we're going to cut this part yeah we're <laughs> going <coughs> to cut this part um, no, we're not. I'm the editor. No, we're not. Um, but <laughs> I, de- I decide what stays in and what goes. Yes, I am the almighty. <laughs> but we had a big conversation earlier about the Jeff Horn fight. Michael Zarafa. Mm. Michael Zarafa. That, that was a ninth round KO. The Hornet yeah. goes down. Mm. Always, I have to question where his mind is at the moment. Where it's yeah. been, where his determination well, he, or motivation comes well, he from. He just had a kid, didn't he? That could I'm sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he just had a kid. How's could that done? How's that a factor? Oh, oh, it's a distraction. It's a it's a distraction. Child. But have I mean, you, have you seen Creed two, mate? <laughs> Jeez, he has a kid in that, doesn't he? I saw half of it, but then I had to get off the plane. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> was that on the way down to Melbourne? Uh, that was a few few months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was interrupted for three weeks um, from training because of his second child. Oh, good on him, though. Congratulations, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, it's Should be winning fights, but bit of an excuse though. No, uh, yeah, you can't win if you got a kid. <laughs> You're a boxer. You should, I don't know, not put that to rest or anything. Or it family's, shouldn't be part of your mental space. Family's more important than boxing. One hundred percent. Then why are you still it fighting? Should, and it should be. Then why well, are you still fighting? Because it's his. Obviously, it's, it's his passion as well. But it's you're never going to put that above um, family. Yeah, and also brings also puts food on the table. So yeah. his his trainers come out and he's talked about how Horn before this fight he was eating pizza, he's drinking coke, he wasn't preparing like a boxer should. Mate, he and sounds like an icon to me. We were talking earlier about uh, Raheem Cornwall. Mm. I'm sure he does the same. <laughs> Love the man. Why are you are you skinny shaming Jeff Horn? I am. I'm sorry. I need to be more PC. <laughs> no, but I don't think you can shame Jeff Horn's body. Yeah, no. Pretty chiselled. Oh, w- it is. Look, when you watch that fight though, Horn went down in the ninth round, and he looked out of it. Oh, yeah. he was beaten up. Now, he looked out of it like. The ref or his trainers, Jeff Horn's corner, they should have stopped that fight. Oh, yeah, he looked pretty bloodied up. No, yeah. not even that. He just... He didn't know where he was. Yeah. You know, he might have survived the 10 count, but, I mean, you've got to be a bit realistic of, you know, where's this bloke's head at? I mean, yeah, there's lots of questions about that just because of how dangerous the sport really is. But how can you make boxing safer? Headgear, I guess, which they do in the Olympics, don't they? they so, if you're an amateur boxer. Amateur, yeah. But anyway, headgear will be the move. Going I don't forward. think you try. No, and it won't. Yeah, well, uh, I don't no know why. Way. I don't know I why. I think they will just because they'll go CTE, which is a big d- issue. It is, uh, but I think yeah, it, it's boxing. <coughs> Sorry, paid, I had to cough, boys. You're paid to punch someone in the head. Yeah, but it's, it's not good it's for you. Whole, yeah, I know. But you but can still punch someone in the head with. It may, it'll mean for longer fights. That's the thing. But the that's what they sign up. They know the risks of boxing. Like that's that's still why I don't do it because I don't want to get punched in the that's head. Yeah, but it still means you oh, don't. No. Want, you still that's don't want people getting CTE and getting oh, like no, of being suicidal. Not, you're a boxer. You got to kind of expect that. Okay, there's going to be some. You know, some. Mm. 
but a lot of them Problems are trying to get out of a lot of them are trying to get out of bad home lives or bad situations from lower socioeconomic um, yeah, well, situations and it's it's tough it's all in all the, the battle of Bendigo did not go in the Hornets way it did not so no. it'll be very interesting to see how he bounces back mm. or what his next fight can be because is he past it now you know, Could be. I think he's lost two fights in a row now, or he, he lost the one of the Americans a few. I think so. About a year ago, year mm. and a half ago. Yeah. So but I mean, a, a win coming from the Battle of Bendigo is that um, they ditched the ring girls for that game, yeah. or for that bout, should I say? What are your thoughts um, on that, Campbell? I like it. It's a good. I mean, it's, I've got no objections to it. I think it's great. I mean, um, I'm sure ring women don't like being. Um, uh, what's the word? Objectified. Objectified. Although, would you consider it a job loss? Like, I mean, but you're just employing you, other people. Yeah. To do it with more clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of the skimpy stuff because okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual sport of it. But it's part of the event. It is, but I mean, I'm sure women around the yeah, we country probably and around the world will be happy about it. Probably don't need it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's unnecessary for the yeah, fight. It's not necessary. It's, um, like, it's like cheerleaders, though, or the, um, yeah, the flag girls at F1. Yeah, it they is. Got, yeah. They got rid of those a few years ago. Um, mm. But you don't want to stop doing it. Well, I think it depends. Some people, You've got to. Some people enjoy cheerleading. Like yeah, that, yeah, that, cheerleaders. And it's a good, yeah. It's this isn't cheerleading, though. Yeah, it's walking around in underwear. Yeah, but you don't have to have them walking around in underwear. That's what I'm saying. You just mm. you chuck some clothes on them. Let them still do the same thing. Yeah, that's 100% fine. But don't just take away the whole I just think they're, they're doing it the, the wrong way job. at the moment. But mm. anyway, can we talk about some rugby, please? Rugby. Because we didn't really get to talk about it last week. And I was no, we didn't. pretty gutted about that. Understandable. To, mm. um, to start us off, congratulations to Southport. Yeah. There you go. Now, I think Southport, they've been the best team this year. I wrote an article for Rugby News talking about how they're probably a flex there. probably one win away from being the best team in mm. GPS history. Yeah. I think they, mm. they actually mount a bit of a case. Um, mm. But no, they've at least secured the joint premiership by beating Terrace. Yeah, so congratulations. If they, if they yeah. lose this week and either BBC or Nunji win out their seasons, then mm. there could be a joint premiership. But They've just been outstanding. Um, there's no other words for it. Yeah. They've just continued to show up, they've shown that professionalism. They've been massive. That, yeah, Mass. <laughs> perfect. There was one article though, um, and I'm a fan of your work, mate. Did I write it? You did. I'm oh, a fan of oh, it. Oh, really? I'm a fan of your work. I'm, I'm catching awesome. my eyes on the LinkedIn. Um, Follow me on LinkedIn. Why? I need more connections. Could have TGS beaten BBC, and why couldn't have they? This was an article you wrote. What was the exact title? He can't even remember. No, he can't. I can't remember it. It was, it was a week ago. Well, yeah. I, I thought basically TGS. They were due for a big performance that was part of it mm-hmm. yeah but I was still pretty pessimistic to be honest I was still expecting yeah. BBC win and at the end of the day BBC got up they smashed it 64-14 yeah they killed them but still if you want to know what I wrote in that article oh, okay, check it out. okay 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 that's enough time for plugs that's enough time for plugs <laughs> um, and yet again Campbell grammar lost what's new oh it's tough they were playing Nudgy. I mean I'm, what can you I expect want to talk about it. you say that every week mate I know they were playing I Playing Nudgy at Northgate. Northgate's not much of a fortress. Yeah, but it's Nudgy as well. I mean... You're not... I I never saw BGS win in this game. I mean, Nudgy is just so far ahead. Um, Of who? Nudgy, BBC, and TSS. I'll tell you what, Those three sides are so far ahead of the others. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Grammar's been pretty good at getting the 3-4-3 out there. It's just not... 
just not coming together on the field, which there's those years for all teams, right? Um, probably more for grammar than three or four three. others. Yeah, that's how many. That's the capacity at um, Northgate. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's it's one of those seasons. It's tough. Um, who knows what's going on? Um, the players are all obviously great players. Um, I've heard there's a lot of future talent in the squads, um, and especially in the 16As and stuff like that. Is it a matter of coaching or? Uh, I don't think it's for me to say. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Um, could be an issue with culture. Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't really an issue in our year. Like we actually had quite a good year in our year. Mm. Uh, that's 2017. Um, but well, I don't know. I, I spoke Every to year's different. Again, for rugby news, I spoke to Paul Warwick mm. um, before the season started. He's the grammar coach. And he was basic, basically telling me that BGS weren't expecting to win every game, mm. but they're expecting to be competitive, and I don't think they have. Mm. But it's a different culture compared to, say, your BBCs, your TSS. You know, geez. Exactly. They had a different mindset going into the season, and I still think they've fallen below their expectations. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They would have liked more from that season. Oh, yeah. We'll say yeah. that. They would have, but... I don't think they were expecting to win a title. No, but they wouldn't. A bit, that being said, this has still been very disappointing. Mm. And in the fourth game, Churchy got up over State High. Now, Churchy, two weeks ago, hadn't won a game. They've yeah. now won uh-huh. two, two in a row. Yeah, so they're doing tough. well. And in the season, well, in a positive note. So Which is a, what you want. On a high. high. Yeah, on, on a high. high. Um, what are the games next week for GPS? We've got BBC and Nudgy. Wow. BBC Nudgy. Massive game. That's going to be great. Ross Oval. It'll be packed. Oh, perfect. It'll be packed. So um, love a bit of Ross Oval footy. Plenty of people down there. You well, won't no, be able to find a park. It's huge for yeah, both no, sides too. Huge, huge for both sides because they won't know what's going to be happening in the TSS Ipswich game. Though I'm pretty sure I know what. <laughs> um, TSS will be but winning. Again, <laughs> mm. They'll be they'll be going into that game going look if Ipswich who is still a very good side if yeah. they can get up against TSS mm. then the winner of this game could have one hand on the trophy at the end of the season yeah. alongside I mean, Southport you Which just need a few of those forwards to fly <coughs> for Ipswich ah. and yeah. you never know I mean we were hyping up Ipswich at the start slash middle of the season as quite one of our favourites because they mm. put in some good performances they were big they were physical Sam Walker's electric Yeah, and I don't know what's happened they've just fallen off the radar like one or two losses they played Nudgy and BBC in consecutive weeks they lost yep. those they fell off from there, they lost to Churchy again, who hadn't won a game all season mm-hmm. before that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. They're looking to bounce back. They've had their buy, so maybe that's a bit of time to reflect and get a bit of rest, gather themselves a bit. I think. Mm. Get um, rid of those niggles. Yeah. Get we'll also talk a bit about uh, NRC boys. Yes. Um, the Brisbane F- City, twenty-two Fijian all draw. draw. Mm. Twenty-two all draw. What a game! It was a good one. Fraser McWright, skipper. Fraser Did he get McRite. a meat pie or no? I don't think you did, no. Ah, damn. Gee, be happy with that in your first game? No, look, again, Fiji, they are the defending champions. Yeah. But I still think Brisbane at home, they still would have wanted to start their season with a yeah. win. Oh, for sure. It was Nick Chapman who scored oh, quite, yeah. quite late. Um, but still, they would have wanted to win. Same can be said for Queensland Country. We even, we have forgotten about you guys too. No, no. They lost to the Western Force, 50 points to 49. Jeez. 50 <laughs> To 49. 15 tries. Jesus. Uh, 15. Country were leading until the 74th minute. And then were were pipped and couldn't get the lead back. What a performance um, by Western Force at the death. Yeah. Should they be a super rugby team? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We tried that. No. No, no, no. Tried for 15, 20 years. Um, 
the other game was the Canberra uh, uh, Canberra versus Melbourne Rising, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, Canberra absolutely smashed them as well. They were just completely dominant. I was watching that one on KO. KO Sports. And that sets up um, a pretty good double <coughs> header this week at mm. Bond University. We've got Brisbane City and Queensland Country both in action mm. against Sydney and Canberra. So get down or get up to Bond. Get, get up, down. Get down to Bond down. or it's get down. on to KO Sports. This is not sponsored by KO Sports, by the way, but um, Gus and I have it and Finn doesn't. Yes. So yes, on that anyway. note. On that note, yes, we are done. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the episodes on YouTube and Facebook or Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're, we're pretty much everywhere, aren't we, boys? Yeah, we pretty much are. I mean, follow us on Instagram and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. It's It always helps. We want to get up to about 1,000 followers on Instagram <laughs> soon. State your goals so to action, the fans. So State your goals to the listeners. That's always so a good way to go. Can we hit 50,000? Anyway. Like, comment, and subscribe. And check out my LinkedIn. Maybe or, or my LinkedIn. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you have a LinkedIn? I think I do. I might need to update it. Well, it. It's not looking too flash. Finn's quite active on LinkedIn. Yeah. So. Follow anyway. Him on LinkedIn. <laughs> on that note, thank you guys. See you next time.